This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.38. This is the evening edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And today we're marking the passing of American diplomat and former Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger. He passed away today at the ripe old age of 100. Yeah, so... I don't actually do, do you know. know to... yeah, so, so I, this is a big question, right? Why are we celebrating or marking the passing of the man? A man who comes from a very different context. He's American. He's a state sec, secretary of state at a time many people weren't even born. I was barely alive at that in the sixties. But but we have to talk about him, I think, because a lot of his foreign policies so deeply marked and scarred our region, right? If not Malaysia directly, then certainly our region. His fingerprints are all over Vietnam. His fingerprints are all over Cambodia and Indonesia. East um, Timor, yes, so, Bangladesh. So there's a lot there. And also because I think, frankly, um, it's, it's a good time to try and make sense of things. Because even... I, I can't remember the last time somebody passed where people had such a difficult time trying to identify actually what the legacy is. Because very prominent, uh, remained very active for a long time, was uh, up until... Recently, oh, just July this year, yes. he was in in Beijing meeting with Xi Jinping. Yeah, I mean, he was alive so recently that people asked him um, about about Israel. So you know, he he was still weighing in on world events uh, as recently as I don't know last month. And so, um, he he is so prominent, but he's also so deeply controversial. I mean, on the one hand, you have people saying that he was perhaps the best Secretary of State the United States ever had. Uh, on the other hand, you have people saying war criminal. And and I think it's possible that both things could be in true. their own ways true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So he protected American national interests. At the same time, the collateral damage, especially for small nations, was humongous from Indonesia all the way to Bangladesh and so on. So we're going to get into that. Uh, and we have, in fact, on the line, Derek Becker. He's an assistant professor with the School of Politics, History and International Relations at the University of Nottingham, Malaysia. Thank you so much, Derek, for joining us and uh, to help us understand this really complicated figure. I want to begin with a quote from uh, an obituary today in the New York Times, or at least a a long essay on Henry Kissinger. So it notes that few diplomats have uh, been both celebrated and reviled with such passion as Mr. Kissinger. Derek, why is this so? Well, I mean, uh, it's a very complicated legacy, as you guys have already noted there. Um, and obviously has a legacy that's still with us. I mean, he was, as you noted, he was in China recently and uh, has commented on world affairs consistently. And I think, you know, he did have some successes uh, that we can't deny, whether we can chalk it up to the man or just the moment. Uh, certainly he played a role in ending the Yom Kippur War, which paved the way for Camp David. That's clearly a success. But he was also uh, responsible for giving the go-ahead for the invasion of East Timor, for fomenting the coup in Chile, and he's... I don't know if all of them would constitute war crimes, but some of them might very well constitute war crimes. So it's a very uneven legacy. There's no real middle ground with him. So the man served as Secretary of State under the Nixon and Ford administrations, but did continue to advise U.S. presidents long after, uh, 12 presidents in all. What do you think accounts for his enduring influence? Well, I mean, he's was really good at self-promotion. I mean, even once he got his PhD in 54, something like that, he began immediately trying to publish things that were uh, attractive to statesmen, to diplomats, uh, politicians, things like that. And he was 
always trying to get into the corridors of power. And he also has just a way of explaining why powerful people should be powerful. So they want to listen to him. And he had just, I guess you could say, an old-fashioned Rolodex. He was a very well-connected individual. He was a consultant. So he just brought himself into all these things. And the bureaucracy of, of foreign policy uh, transcends any one particular administration. So even when he shows up in the Obama administration, they may not have necessarily won him, but someone in the bureaucracy might have still felt like they need to talk to him. And, you know, just like you always have to deal with uh, regimes, administrations you don't care for, he might still have advice that's worth hearing at various points. But that's true of any former Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright, uh, Killington, or anything like that. Obviously, Albright not now, but in the past. Now, you mentioned uh, President Barack Obama. In fact, he had some rather critical views of Kissinger. He famously said, uh, this was in, uh, I think, the Atlantic, and I'm going to quote him here. It says, we dropped more ordinances on Cambodia and Laos than in Europe in uh, World War II. And yet, ultimately, Nixon withdrew. Kissinger went to Paris, and all we left behind was chaos, slaughter, and authoritarian governments that finally, over time, have emerged from that hell. You know, when we talk about this legacy, is there and has there been a full reckoning of the price other, especially smaller nations, have had to pay for Kissinger and his worldview? I don't think politicians, as a rule, have a habit of looking back to the past to figure out their mistakes. I don't think he's any different uh, than anyone else. I certainly am not aware of any uh, official government reckoning of these kinds of things. And you have your church committees that look into abuses of the CIA in the 1970s. But historians have. That's about as, as good as it's going to get, I think. Uh, I don't think we've really looked at that. Anthony Bourdain, the, the late chef, had a lot to say about his legacy in the same part of the world you just mentioned there. And uh, I think that's really the only place we're going to look uh, to find any kind of uh, nuanced uh, analysis of what he's done and, and whatnot. Although I will say, I also read a piece by um, Ben Rhodes, who was, I think, Deputy National Security Advisor under Obama. He did seem to be someone who was quite well aware of the mistakes that were made. Um, so I can't say that individuals have not brought that, uh, some thought to the legacy and the problematic legacy of, of across foreign, uh, across administrations and American foreign policy. But specifically him? No, I don't think so. Not at all. Kissinger has also been credited with uh, secret negotiations which resulted in establishing diplomatic relations with the People's Republic of China. And until as recently as July this year, when he was 100, he met Mr. Xi and other Chinese leaders in Beijing. Why do you think he was uh, acknowledged by China's current leadership in, I think, times that have proven rocky uh, for the U.S. and China? Yeah, I mean, I know I was kind of curious about that myself. Uh, and I the Chinese leadership looks back on it as a time when we got along a little bit better. But I also realized that, you know, I was quite young when this happened, but if you look at what Kissinger said after the Siena and Square massacre, he said, you know, he just essentially justified it. So his way of tossing morals aside in favor of some grander bargain that he can strike appeals to the leadership there, which, you know, they have no problem running over human rights, uh, locking up Uyghurs and, or any minority population that dares threaten them, even in their mind, Kissinger always provided them a way to say, this is what the powerful have to do to secure peace in their country. And I think that might sound cynical, but I, I do think it, it does explain some of the appeal uh, even today in China. 
Right, that big picture, right? Uh, very interesting, yeah. uh, credited with uh, the glory days of Pax Americana. Now, uh, <laughs> Kessinger won the Nobel Prize, uh, Peace Prize, uh, ironically, yeah. in 1973, together mm. with his North Korean, sorry, North Vietnamese counterpart. Mm. Yet he's also seen, as you mentioned the expression, a war criminal. Oh. Um, I, I could just mention one factoid, 50,000 people died because of his secret bombings in uh, Cambodia. What does it tell us about the nature of international diplomacy and the place of ethics and human rights within? Well, I think it says a lot more about the uh, Nobel Committee. I mean, they gave it to uh, uh, the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, and he's committed uh, war crimes in Tigray, or at least been accused of it. Um, but I will say, as a scholar and, and uh, even I would say diplomats that have the same thing, uh, same problem with the promotion of ethics and human rights uh, internationally is that sometimes we get it wrong. And who who has been involved in setting the definition of rights? And a lot of times, even when we promote them, not everyone's very well, uh, they're not always well received. And I don't think that they play no role, but they work better when things, uh, when they get institutionalized, when we build regional institutions to secure them and build them. And that was ironically something uh, Kissinger as important for the legacy of any kind of, of uh, diplomacy that had to be institutionalized. And it's ironic that he failed to do any of that. I mean, that's why I don't think much of his legacy is anything more than a set of ideas and harm. I don't think he left a huge imprint on foreign policy. Uh, and I don't know if I can be fully dismissive of human rights, but I also know that it's, it's always troubled because it's whose rights and where uh, and who gets to decide. And that transcends uh, Kissinger's uh, administration, any administration. I want to return to the word legacy because it's one we keep using. And and um, I think it's particularly interesting talking about somebody who worked for such a long period and over so many decades. Um, I, I'm curious about how the assessments of Kissinger's legacy have changed over time from the time when he was actually Secretary of State because as we know, um, secretaries and presidents often build legacy in real time. They think about legacy in real time um, but also, you know, since and now especially that he's passed. Well, I mean, I think he was reviled and loved when he was in office and I think he's still reviled and loved by some. I don't think that's changed. I did a quick look through just some, uh, you know, work by historians, and again, they fall into that that same uh, split. They're either really in favor of him or really opposed to him. Those nuances do pop up in the reading there, but it's it's really hard to escape that that the, the fact that he's just going to be that guy. I mean, he was also he also had this this vision of that statesmen, great men of history, are the ones that drive events. And that they should always do the right thing, even when it's unpopular, that they will be loved in the long run. And I don't think that's going to be his legacy. I think he's going to, for decades to come, be loved by some and loathed rightly by others. For any final message for us and our listeners when we think about somebody like Henry Kissinger? Let's hope we don't get another one like him. <laughs> Thank you very much, Derek. That was Derek Becker, Assistant Professor with the School of Politics, History and International Relations at the University of Nottingham, Malaysia. Now, what do you think of Henry Kissinger and his legacy? Were you familiar with his life or the impact uh, his foreign policy ideas had on the region, if not Malaysia? You can call 7733-2900. You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at our U mobile number 018789 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.3.
89.9. It's 5.52, coming up to 5.53, in fact. Uh, this is the evening edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And we're talking about Henry Kissinger, who passed today at the grand old age of 100, leaving a very checkered legacy. Uh, loathe him or love him. Uh, what do you think of Henry Kissinger? Are you, in fact, familiar with his life and his impact? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine or tweet us at BFM Radio. Lynn, we have a. A uh, message from Roberto, don't we? Yes. Uh, so Roberto says, not just over Asia, and I think this was a reference to us earlier talking about why we're talking about Henry Kissinger, right? But uh, not just in Asia. That man was the one who created a lot of problems uh, for any government that was not aligned to the United States. Remember all the interventions that the US had in Latin America, starting from Mexico all the way down to Argentina. It was incredible that the guy um, that the guy advising the president and everything in terms of international relationships and diplomacy he was crazy. I don't know. I have mixed feelings because as a human, I feel sorry for his loss. But as a thinker, finally. Yeah, Roberta, you know, I agree. A lot of us who are attentive to the history of American imperialism in the 20th century uh, will know Henry Kissinger and know that he was part of some very cynical politics. So not crazy, but a uh, super realist, you know, a person who thought that, you know, the big power games were the things that were most important. So why did he not support East uh, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, what is now Bangladesh? Because he was wanted, he wanted to keep West Pakistan sweet in his fight against China. So um, I, we were talking about this earlier, actually, about how many people might be familiar or not with Henry Kissinger. Because, of course, if you are interested in history, um, if you're interested in foreign policy and, and things like that, then you're going to be very familiar with him. But uh, for those of us who were born post many of the wars that he was directly involved in, um, then his is a name that comes, I think, with echoes of of Nixon, more so than Ford, um, echoes of, of Nixon, um, echoes of the Vietnam War. Those were the things that, that I was most familiar with him for. So so in preparation for the show, I was reading about him. And uh, one of the things that struck me while I was reading sort of this short version of his, uh, of his career was the amount of times that he actually disagreed with the president and then changed his mind. Um, you know, was well, able to persuade the president? No. Or, uh, no. Oh, changed so his own changed mind. Changed his own mind. So the amount of times that he... I don't think that's the way to go, but okay, sure. Um, I'm not certain that that's what we should do, but okay, sure. And I, I thought that the amount of times that his uh, desire for power was referenced was also very telling in this regard, that, um, that somebody who is smart and ambitious, uh, what did our guest say earlier? Self-promoting. Self-promoting, yes. Yeah, um, you know, and, and that... that type of personality, I think, is frequently seen in the halls of power for very obvious reasons. Uh, but knowing the kind of power that someone with that personality can wield is, is quite frightening. Yeah, you know, I don't actually know the personal side of it, of uh, Henry Kissinger. I only know the kind of politics of, um, you know, and the consequences of, of his politics. But in reading the New York Times a piece today, I the learned, obituary, the obituary, mm. I really learned a little bit about him and his personality, his rages, but also his willingness to uh, take all kinds of abuse if it meant he advance his position. So apparently... 
Nixon was very famous uh, for going on these rants, and because all these things were taped, uh, Nixon would go on these anti-Semitic rants because Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, was a German Jew who was, became a refugee. A refugee, yeah, yeah, it was refugee from Germany, uh, and and so you know maybe Austria was Bavaria. He's a Bavarian. You know, it, it was fascinating. He would take it in because what he could achieve in that position was far more important than maybe at a lesser level his self-respect. Oh, we also have this message, don't we, Lynn, from Victor. It's a quote. Victor says, I remember him for this quote, the absence of alternatives clears the mind marvellously. And, you know, I was thinking about... So we're talking about legacy. Um, I was thinking about how how the... the flattening um, of somebody's legacy into quotes like this. Because uh, Victor actually shared an image, right? And it's like, it's one of those things that people might send to each other via WhatsApp or social media. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an inspirational quote. And and I think it's an interesting thing because we see this happen all the time, right? With people of all stripes, where if they've said something... um, quotable or that can be easily applicable to a lot of different um, scenarios in life, then it kind of gets quoted and shared. But what was he talking about? Was he talking about dropping bombs when, when he said the absence of alternatives can clear the mind marvellously? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was warned about impending genocide in Bangladesh or then East Pakistan. And, you know, for him it was, well, I want to keep the, the West Pakistani sweet. So it actually even gave them arms to carry out the massacres they in fact did on the East uh, a Pakistani. So, yeah, that kind of clarity may be very good when you're in power because obviously he's not going to apologize for it. He has a grander narrative which allows him to, um, you know, be very clear. Well, okay. Now, what do you think of Henry Kissinger and his legacy? Were you familiar with his life or the impact uh, his foreign policy ideas had on the region, if not Malaysia? You can call 7733 You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at our U mobile number 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.